Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Monday, April 3rd, and we are here answering your financial questions. If you have one, all you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com. When you're there, just click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air by checking off that little box at the bottom of the form. Otherwise, we'll get your email and all's fine. Don't worry about that. While you're on the website, I always talk about the things that cost you money, but there's a bunch of free stuff like our free weekly newsletter, like the stuff that I write, the columns of the blog. There's also a lot of fun stuff in the video section where you can see different segments that I've done on CBS News. And there's a resources section. And if you've got any ideas for us, you think that we might want to beef up our resources, just send us a note, let us know. And uh, that way we can try to keep giving you the information you need. Of course, if you got a few extra bucks, maybe you got a tax refund. And you're like, well, I'm one of those people who got $3,300 or $3,000 back. Maybe you should spend $35 to actually subscribe to our new service called Jill on Money Live, which is where you will have access to quarterly live webinars and the ability to join us for a video session, a little financial, mini financial planning session with me and Mark. You can do that by joining the service Jill on Money Live, quarterly live webinars, and some cool extras like being able to join us for a financial planning session. Should I call it a session? I feel like it's just a session is better. Is that better, Mark? Because then I don't want anyone to be thinking we're giving financial advice because then I wouldn't want to like file uh, any forms with uh, FINRA or whatever. So I'm not charging for it, you know, so. We are not an RIA. We are not an RIA. So just a little video chat session. How about that? That's what we're going to call it. All right. So, um, okay. Let's talk to someone here who has been waiting patiently. This is Rose, who is on the line from Washington State. Hello, Rose. How are you? Good morning. What's happening? What can we do for you? I am a recent divorcee um, from a long-term marriage and... Uh, my ex-husband was very good with money. He he um, was an MBA and a computer guy, so he managed everything for m- many years. And then got a divorce, and in the divorce, which was non-litigious, it was a collaborative divorce, I got two houses, and mm. this was designed by the attorneys. And mm. then I got you know, some IRA stuff and, and half of the brokerage account. And, and then he got an equitable amount of the IRAs 
Mm-hmm. He got a higher num- amount of the IRAs to equal the cost of the houses. How old are you, Rose? I am 60. Okay. Tell us about the value. So what's your share of the IRA? I have two IRAs. One is about 295000 and the other is about 562000 Okay, got it. Next, tell us about the brokerage account. One is six fifty three, and the other is four twenty four. That's great. That's a lot of money. Um, okay, you live in one of these two houses. I live in one of these two houses. It's it's a little bit too big for me, but honestly, I don't know. And it, it's not that much to care for, but I honestly don't know where I would go. How much is your house the primary worth? How much is that worth? Um, one point eight. Is there a mortgage on it? No. All right. And what about the other? Is that a rental or is it a vacation home? It was originally purchased as a vacation retirement uh, home. And then I wanted it and my ex-husband did not want it. And I um, turned it into a rental and um, it's managed by a property management company. There is some income from that, but at the same time, it's it is a little stressful at times. How much do you think that home is worth, the rental? Uh, 800 Is there a mortgage on it? No. How much income, after you pay the rental company or maintenance or whatever, cleaning, how much do you think real income is coming to you? It's $3,000 a month. However, mm-hmm. uh, the fence blew down and that, yeah. that was that. Stuff happens. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. You're like, okay, that happened, that happened, that happened. All of a sudden, the three, the thirty six thousand dollars. You're like, oh, I seem to only have twenty grand. In your heart of hearts, you said you wanted to keep it. Is that because you'd like to keep it for yourself, or you'd like to move there? Do you have any aspirations about like what you want to occur? I did honestly think I would retire there, um, and that my son might go. He's a junior in high school. I thought. I might retire there and he could go to college about an hour away. I'm not sure what's going to happen because the couple who are renting the house, they really like it. They want it, I think, but I I don't really? want to sell it. All right. Hold on. Let's get back to you for a okay. second. So you're 60 years old. Do you work? I worked part-time the last two years. And do you receive any sort of um, money from your ex, like support in any way? Yes. What do you receive? $6,000 a month. And that's for until when? I'm 65. And he carries you on his health health insurance? No, I got my own. I'm COBRA'd through the end of this year. And then you'll go on like the healthcare.gov? Yes, or else else have a job. How much do you think you need to live on? I figured that out last year. It was around $7,000 a month. And then I don't know if it came down after I um, rented out the house. I'm not a big spender. Mm. But you you had a son. You have a son who's a junior in high school. Do you have any other kids? Yes, I have an adult, um, 23-year-old daughter who's launched. Okay, so she's in good shape. That's great. But you still have to get your kid through high school. And I presume, obviously, you want to spend high school there in in Washington. Right now, the 6000 is that alimony or child support? It's spousal support. Spousal support? Like, is it is it taxable to you? No, it is not. Uh, That's what I thought. Okay. Because it's different the way it's, it depends how it's 
it's treated. That's why. So it's spousal support, not taxable. Correct. Um, are you dipping into your brokerage? Do you have a savings account? Like, what do you have just liquid floating around? How are you get? If you needed extra money, what do you use? We used to have a um, home equity line of credit, but mm-hmm. we closed that. So mm-hmm. and so, I just end up putting extra money in a savings account. So I have a hundred thousand dollars in a savings account in case okay. something goes wrong. Okay, that's good. So. I mean, if you look at, if you look forward at your age 65, when that money goes away, you'll have to replace that $6,000 a month until you can claim social security. And obviously you will still, you would still be able to claim half of his um, when you're eligible at your full retirement age. Do you happen to know what your social security benefit is going to be? Last I looked, I thought it was 3,400, but I'm not sure. Okay. I mean, you do have a lot of assets. I think that's the really good news. So 7000 a month. Let's look at this like big picture. Forget the real estate for one second. So you've got a million dollars in a brokerage account. Okay. You've got 850000 in pre-tax IRAs um, with your small Roth and you've got $100,000. So if you had to pull out $1,000 a month, twelve even $15,000 a year, nothing wrong with that. And, you know, frankly, it's funny because, you know, you're over 59 and a half. There is some case to be made that before you start going on Medicare and before you're forced to start pulling money out of your IRA account, that maybe it makes sense to pull a little bit of the money that you need from those IRAs to reduce your future tax burden. You know, because your your uh, spousal support is not taxable, your tax return should look pretty good. You've got the rental income, but it's not a ton of income, and you can write off all those expenses against that rental income. Look, if you don't want to keep the vacation property, the rental property, and it's a pain in the neck, it's just going to make everything look better. The concern that about not selling these properties, it's probably just because you've owned them for so long and you're very settled. And I don't think that there's any need to do anything this second. If you want to feel more financially secure, and again, you've got a lot of money of almost $2 million between the brokerage account and the IRAs. If you wanted to really kind of get a lot more liquid or change your life, you have these two big pieces of property. Neither one has a mortgage. And so if it's like too much of a drag to or pain in the neck to deal with the rental, sell it. Big deal. And pay the pay whatever taxes do. And if you're like, my house is great, but it's too big. And like maybe after your son goes off to college, you're like, you know what? I don't need this big house. I'd rather downsize. Fine. But you are fi- you actually weirdly can keep this almost two and a half, $2.6 million in real estate that you have tied up, you can probably keep it. It's just more of a, a management, uh, emotional connection. And if if the management part becomes more hassle than it's worth, then you sell it. But maybe this is all sounds like it's fairly recent. I don't feel like you need to do anything like immediately. I think it's good that you have, you should always have some money in savings. So I think having that hundred grand in savings is great. And I think if you could little by little, if you even if you just took like ten or twelve thousand dollars a year from this raw from the uh, from the traditional IRAs, pay the tax that's due, 
and push that into your brokerage account, I think that would be smart also. I mean, do you feel relieved? I mean, it's a very hard thing to go through. A, you, you know, a late in life divorce is never fun for anybody. I mean, divorce is not fun, but it sounds like you're you're not in a terrible, first of all, you, you did not devastate one another in the process. And this collaboration sounds like, you know, is lucky because you both had enough money at the end of the day to feel comfortable. I would say, try to work with someone. If you're going to hand over the management of your money, be sure you're working with a fiduciary advisor, someone who has to put your best needs first. Okay. That means you can ask them, are you fiduciaries? If they're CFPs, they are. If you're going to be looking at doing your estate planning, just make sure you're working with a qualified estate attorney who can really guide you. And I think that that's when you do those two things, that's great. If you think you can do this yourself right now, where is the brokerage account held? Uh, Fidelity and one at Edward Jones. If you want to like dip your toe in the water and you want to interview people, that's great. And in the meantime, if you're feeling a little bit squeamish, you know, you can always have the um, the Fidelity go where you can actually get some a little bit of help from the Fidelity itself. But if you're hiring advisors, as long as you're working with a fiduciary, as long as you kind of check out with other people, like what do you think, ask for referrals, and you're working with a qualified estate attorney, those are very good things to think about because, you know, maybe also you, you work with an advisor for a couple of years and then you can do it yourself. But we are so delighted that you um, are reaching out to us and we're very grateful for that. And we really wish you the best of luck. I know this is a very difficult time. So if we can help you in the future, stay in touch, let us know. And um, by the way, if you're like Rose and you're interviewing different financial advisors, we actually have a link to the questions you should ask as you are interviewing those people right on our website at jillonmoney.com under the resources section. Also on the website, you will be able to sign up for the free weekly newsletter and you can always buy the book, The Great Money Reset. Okay, put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information, all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.